I am Lesha Holzaffel, and you're listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast, a podcast for moms who are ready to lose the weight they want without gaining it back by learning the holistic approach to nutrition and how our brains determine our long-term success. Welcome to the Fit Mom Squad. Before we get started on our episode today, which we're going to talk about alcohol and how it affects weight loss, I do want to say that we're going to be opening the doors to BSB Tribe soon. So for those of you that don't know, BSB Tribe is my online private community for women who want to lose weight using the holistic approach to keto. Inside this community, you will get our BSB Holistic Weight Loss course, which guides you through the five phases of weight loss. You will get meal plan library, workout plan library. We have group coaching every month and you get a community of women that you can connect with in our private channel. So if that sounds something that you're interested in, make sure that you get on the wait list. You'll be the first to know when we open doors, okay? So Today I want to talk about alcohol because it seems like lately everybody is drinking a lot because of everything that's going on with COVID and everyone's at home and a lot of people feel like they're on vacation so they're drinking a lot because of that reason or there's other side of people that are drinking to kind of escape from their fear and their anxiety and their stress and they're using it as a buffer. So I thought it would be appropriate to kind of get into alcohol today and it if, how it affects our weight loss because I feel like a lot of us don't really think about that when as it relates to alcohol and how it affects the different parts of our bodies as it relates to weight loss, not so much just fat burning but also our hormones and our gut and things like that. So before I start off, I want to define what I mean by alcohol. So when I'm referring to alcohol, I mean wine, beer, and liquor, okay? And alcohol is just the general term, but ethanol is actually the active ingredient in these liquids, and that's actually the alcohol. That's actually what, you know, gets you drunk and is responsible for those feelings of being drunk or intoxicated. That's actually the harmful part about alcohol. So we all know alcohol is a drug, right? Because a drug is defined as a substance used as a medication and the preparation of a medication. So either it is used as a medication or in preparation of medication. So this means that alcohol, just like sugar, would be a drug based on the rate that we use it to self-medicate, okay? So we all know that when it comes to alcohol and what the research has shown, you know, we've heard that like moderation, you know, it's okay to have one to two drinks a day or less. And yes, this is true. However, this doesn't account for people that don't have hormonal issues or don't have gut issues or autoimmune diseases or any other health conditions. And it's also a double-edged sword because there's also research that shows that the more you drink, the quicker you die. So there's that. And overall, in general, you know, based on the studies that show the benefits of alcohol, there's more research showing that it is not that beneficial to us as we might think. 
So in a high amounts, we should consider it toxic and avoid it. All right. Now I want to really hone in on how alcohol affects weight loss. So I want to talk about hormones too because hormones are very important. I talk a lot about them in my show. I teach a lot about them inside my tribe. It's something I'm personally dealing with. So I want to share how alcohol affects hormones. So when we consume any kind of alcohol, our cortisol rises. And I've already talked about cortisol a lot on this show, but what happens when cortisol rises is that our bodies hold on to weight because it goes into flight or fight mode. It's trying to keep us safe, survival mode, and it holds on to everything that we consume. So when you drink, you spike your cortisol. Now, if you already have an issue with cortisol, you're going to spike it even more. Now, it's going to slow down your metabolism. Drinking can slow down your metabolism up to 70%. So now you're not burning any fat, you're not losing any weight, and now you're storing fat, okay? Now, when it relates to the thyroid, it's very tricky because regular drinking actually inhibits thyroid hormones, free T3 and T4, right? So we don't want to do that because it's responsible for producing and regulating our thyroid, which is the meta, like the king of the metabolism. So there's a lot of studies that show that alcoholism blocks the release of TSH. So when you drink too much, you reduce the responsiveness of TRH, which communicates the need for TSH. And this could be happening in your body even weeks after you drink. So this is kind of like, um, it's not like you drink and then you burn it off and then now this process is like over and done with. This can actually remain in your body. This process of the thyroid hormones getting disrupted can remain in your body for weeks after you've actually stopped drinking. And without appropriate release of TSH, obviously we know the thyroid does not produce adequate amount of hormones. So it's very disruptive on your hormones, especially thyroid. And then there's estrogen. With estrogen, Alcohols such as wine, beer, and liquor, they contain a substance called phytoestrogens. And elevated estrogen levels or estrogen dominance, some people you might hear have estrogen dominance, that suppresses thyroid hormone production as well. Okay, so as you can see, this is like all related. This is kind of all like a web interconnection. I always say the body is a network of systems and if one network is disrupted, they all get disrupted. So when it comes to the hormones, when one gets affected, it kind of snowballs snowballs into affecting the other hormones. So my thing here to say is that if you have any issues with your hormones, especially thyroid, I highly, highly recommend that you avoid alcohol, especially until you heal your thyroid. Now let's talk about the liver. We can't, you know, talk about drinking without mentioning the liver because the liver is what processes all of the alcohol we drink. So 
the liver secretes this enzyme called alcohol dehydrogenase to convert the substance in alcohol called ethanol, the one that actually is toxic and gets us drunk, into a very toxic compound. And this compound is usually responsible of hangovers. I don't even want to try to like pronounce it because I will butcher it. But it is kind of like if it's a, a it's an acid. And when we consume more alcohol than our liver can handle in short amount of time, this acid builds up, right? So then we feel drunk, and the next day we have the hangover, and we feel like total crap. But over time, when that enzyme lingers in our liver too long, it can cause inflammation. And then that could lead to things like liver problems or cirrhosis and other long-term issues. All right, so that's kind of like with the liver, which is responsible for kind of processing and handling all of that alcohol. Now let's talk about the gut as it relates to alcohol. So drinking can cause an imbalance of gut bacteria and it can cause an overgrowth of harmful bacteria and a decrease of the good bacteria. So back in episode three, I believe I talked about the gut is one of the secrets to weight loss. And I talk about the balance of having good bacteria and bad bacteria, right? We wanna have a balance in our microbiome. We don't wanna have too many bad bacteria. We don't wanna have too little good bacteria. So when we drink, we're actually increasing the bad bacteria and decreasing the good bacteria, all right? This eventually leads to things like inflammation of the gut lining, um, which your gut then becomes leaky and food particles leak out of your gut into your bloodstream. This can allow toxins to enter the bloodstream, which just makes it worse. Then you really feel inflamed and then you have a whole host of other issues. So again, it's like snowball effect, one thing after another. But what is really the thing that matters most to probably most of you listening is weight loss. You're probably wondering like, okay, okay, I get all the health things. I know that alcohol is not good for my liver and all of that, but how does it affect weight loss? So when you drink, you're reducing your metabolism of fat drastically, even after one or two drinks. So when your blood acetate levels increase, your body uses that instead of fat. So your body now switches over from burning fat, and this is especially important if you're in ketosis or you're following keto because keto is a fat-burning or ketosis is a fat-burning state. And then as soon as you drink, your body is no longer focused on burning fat. It now turns its focus to burn the alcohol that you just drank. This is making your liver work harder to convert the alcohol, which means that even the foods that you consume during this time is going to be converted into extra fat on your body. Not only that, when we drink, we have a larger appetite, right? If you ever find yourself when you're drinking, you want to eat. You want usually to eat bar food or greasy food and things that you shouldn't be eating. That's because alcohol increases appetite. So in order for fat to be metabolized, you first have to release the fat from the fat cell and then it gets 
transported into the bloodstream and it's pushed out into the liver to use as fuel. But because the liver is so busy processing the alcohol, because the liver is dehydrated, and now it has to go help the kidneys, and it can't focus on releasing the fat. So you're kind of like taking, you know, one step forward and two steps back when you're trying to follow a ketogenic diet or follow another plan, you know, to lose weight, but then you end up drinking every night or you're drinking every weekend, you're holding yourself back from getting the best weight loss results. And then we have to talk about the brain because the brain is very important uh, as it relates to what happens in the brain when we drink and our brain habits as it relates to drinking. So alcohol is an addictive tendency, right? What happens is you drink and you get an abnormal dopamine activity in your brain. That's your brain's reward center. Lights up, right? Gets all excited because it's now getting that pleasure, that hit that alcohol brings. And now our receptors, they create the pleasure, they create the hook, they create desire to continue drinking, right? And your brain memorizes that as something that makes it feel good, okay? Just like it does with sugar or, you know, drugs. So when we relapse, dopamine and serotonin, the activity soars. So we have to work around this psychological setting that promotes the cravings by restoring homeostasis and avoiding this hyperarousal that we get from our brains every time we drink. And then probably one of the most important parts when it comes to alcohol is how is our brain responding to it as it relates to habits. So the reason that we want to drink is usually because we are answering our desire and our urge to drink because we've done it before and it melt and it made us feel good. And we are we just keep on repeating this habit, we're strengthening this pattern, just like overeating, um, just like giving into the urge for cravings for sugar and carbs and all of that. So when we drink, we're kind of putting a pause or an escape on our problems, right? We're not thinking about them as much because alcohol kind of blurs it out. Allows us to kind of turn off our life for a bit. And yeah, we could put it away for a bit thinking that, you know, it's going to get better. We forget about it. But then we wake up in the morning, you know, with a hangover and the bus is worn off and we still have our problems, right? Nothing has really changed. Everything that we try to escape is just like right back on it, like on our shoulders, all of the worries, all the concerns, all of that are just right back there. They haven't gone anywhere, but now we're also super dehydrated. Now we're also super inflamed, and we probably put on a lot of weight from the water retention. And then we probably like halted, we didn't probably, we for sure halted our weight loss for 24 to 48 hours, the least. So now we have a bunch of new problems on top of the old ones that we were drinking to try to solve. 
okay? So what we need to do is we need to really work on changing our thoughts and feelings about our life and try to figure out how do we handle those without relying on an outside source such as alcohol. We should not be reliant on any any foreign substance, especially a toxic foreign substance to get by. We shouldn't be reliant on alcohol. We shouldn't be reliant on caffeine to get through the day. We shouldn't be reliant on sugar to give us energy, right? This is not how our bodies are supposed to function. So we have to just like learn how to be okay with not drinking when we get the desire or the urge to drink, right? There's nothing wrong with having a drink once in a while or celebrating or at a special occasion, but it shouldn't be something that we're doing every single day to escape our feelings or to use as a way to cope with situations and stresses in our lives, okay? So I really want you to think about what is happening in your body when you're getting that feeling to drink. Like just watch your thoughts. Like think about what is my brain telling me right now? And when your brain starts going and it's constant chatter of craziness, just kind of calm it down. Calm it down. Be like, you know, okay, yeah, this is going on, but this does not mean that I have to turn to drinking to solve this problem. Okay? So knowing what you think about drinking is going to help you to be able to reduce the the amount that you drink or eliminate it or have a really just responsible and healthy relationship with alcohol. And then that goes back to our beliefs about it. Like, what are your beliefs about alcohol? What are your beliefs about drinking? Do you believe that it's a way to fix issues? Do you believe it's a way to calm you down? That you've had such a long, stressful day at work. Oh my God, I need my glass of wine to calm me down. So that is your belief. Your belief is alcohol will calm you down. You really need to work on those beliefs and be careful with them. Because those beliefs are those thoughts that you practice over time and now they've become a habit because of the behaviors you've done because of those beliefs. So decide ahead of time what your beliefs are going to be about drinking. What are your rules about drinking? Like for example, I made myself a rule that I will no longer drink during the week unless it's like happens to be a special occasion or a holiday or a wedding during the week, but I really had to stop myself because I got into the really bad habit of winding down at the end of the night with a glass of wine. And not only was this stalling my weight, but I would also have a hard time getting up in the morning and I work out first thing in the morning. So I would be very dehydrated and feel very inflamed and bloated and just like sluggish, couldn't get my day going. And then when I learned how harmful alcohol was on my thyroid, I completely had, I had more incentive and more motivation to stop drinking. And now I've really cut down drastically. I'm really trying to heal my body. And I know that, you know, alcohol is there. It's not going anywhere. There's not going to be a shortage of alcohol like there was toilet paper. Promise. You know, it's not going away. 
I can have it if I want it. It doesn't mean I'm never going to be able to drink again or that I have to give it up for the rest of my life. But right now, until I'm trying to heal my body or reach my weight loss goals, I know that it's a better decision for my health and for my personal goals to not drink. All right, so I really want you to Sit down and figure out and journal about what is your relationship with alcohol? What are you using it for? All right. And you might think like, oh, I just drink once in a while. don't really have a problem with drinking. But if you're constantly thinking that the only way you can unwind or relax is by drinking, to me, that's a problem. Right. So we have to think about what other things can you implement and do to relax and unwind. Okay, there's many, there's so many, right? There's reading a book and taking a bath and, you know, meditation, all of the, the, the things, the simple things in life that we don't really appreciate or do enough of. Okay, so that's a wrap for today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe to the show and leave a review so other mamas like you can find this show. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast. If you're looking for free resources to get you started on your weight loss journey, go to www.bsbtribe.com forward slash resources. If you're ready to take your weight loss to another level and work with me personally, I invite you to join the BSB Tribe waitlist. Spots are limited in this exclusive online community, but if you join the waitlist, you'll be the first to know when doors open up again. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you soon.